The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Barry continued to try and make contact with David, but it seemed like it wasn't working. But then, suddenly, the candle in the middle of the table started to flicker, and the wick had a strange spark glowing on it. I'm Tom Stewart, and this is my paranormal story. Before I start this episode, I just want to thank you for listening. Remember, if you've bought t-shirts or coffee mugs from my website, myparanormalstory.com, be sure to send me a selfie with your swag so I can post it on Facebook or Instagram. And don't forget, everything you buy on the website helps keep this podcast running. So thank you so much for your support. A few years ago, an old friend reached out to me. Her name is April. We were kind of friends back in high school. I mean, you know, not the best of friends, but we hung out with a lot of the same people. We had a lot of the same classes together. She was a cheerleader and a dancer, and, you know, she dated a lot of the jocks. I mean, I played sports, but I was no jock. I kind of mixed in with everyone, you know? I wasn't in any cliques. And April and I, we hadn't really kept in touch since high school. I mean, aside from a few class reunions. But we are friends on Facebook. And back in 2014, she sent me a message out of the blue. She knew from following me on social media that I was at the time a paranormal investigator. And she reached out to me hoping that I could help her out with the situation. But she wasn't asking me to investigate her home or give her advice about a haunting. She actually wanted the opposite. She wanted me to help her become haunted, in a way. She wanted me to help her contact her fiance, her dead fiance. You see, about a year or so before she reached out to me, She was engaged to a guy named David, and I guess they'd been dating for a few years, living together, and they were engaged to get married. I remember seeing pictures of them on her Facebook page. They seemed pretty happy. But suddenly and tragically, David passed away from injuries he suffered in a bad car accident. And she was reaching out to me, hoping I could help her contact his spirit. I explained to her that That's not really what I do. I'm not a spirit medium or a sensitive. I don't really know how to contact dead people. I mean, you know, I told her sometimes on paranormal investigations, we might get lucky enough to make contact with a spirit, you know, by requesting it to do things like knock on a table or turn off a light. And if we're really lucky, sometimes we catch EVPs or electronic voice phenomena on an audio recorder. But other than that, I really didn't have any experience with communicating with spirits. I mean, not in the way she wanted. 
but I really wanted to help her out some way. So I asked her to tell me her whole story. The first time she met David, she was with a small group of friends. They'd all gotten together for drinks and appetizers. And one of April's friends had invited a guy she works with named David. Now both April and David were single at the time, and this mutual friend thought maybe they'd be interested in each other. And from what April told me, she was taken with David right from the beginning. He was funny and quirky, and they had a lot in common. And he was a talented guy, too. Something David was known for was his ability to draw. It was just a hobby, though she says he could have been a professional artist if he wanted to be. And quite often, while out in social gatherings, he would just grab a pen and a cocktail napkin and draw a funny cartoon character or a character of someone and then give it to them. And that night, he did one for everyone at the table. A cartoon dog for him, a funny looking rabbit for her, and so on. But for April, David drew a cartoon peanut holding a rose. And when she asked him why he chose a peanut, he said, because you're all of what? Five foot two, you're tiny, and you're cute. And of course, she saved that cartoon napkin, and it's hanging in a frame on their bedroom wall. And Peanut quickly became his pet name for her. Several dinner dates and overnight stays and weekend getaways later, before anyone knew it, April and David were a couple. And they eventually moved in together. And the next step, of course, happened while on vacation in Jamaica. David proposed to April on the beach. And of course she said yes. A classic love story, unfortunately, that ended with tragedy. That following winter, while driving home from work to their small cottage in Coventry, Rhode Island, David got into a car accident. No one's really sure what happened. There was a car broken down in one of the middle lanes on the highway and everyone was swerving in different directions to avoid it. And David must have lost control and ended up off the highway and into some trees. After a couple of days in a coma, he eventually passed away in the hospital with April by his side. But since then, April says she feels like David has been trying to contact her. Quite often she says she gets signs of his presence like she'll hear his favorite band on the radio, or she'll see a cardinal in the backyard. Sometimes she said she can smell his cologne and would even hear his voice in the house sometimes. I'll explain to her that it's quite common for people to notice signs like this after a loved one passes. Cardinals have long been considered a sign from a past loved one. And electronic events like songs on a radio or lights flickering, those are also all believed to be signs. And yeah, even scents and sounds can be a form of communication from spirits. So I told her, it's very likely that his spirit is still in the home, or maybe even attached to her. But she insisted that she wanted more than just signs. She wanted to actually make contact with him. And if there was any way I knew of doing that. Now again, it's not really what I do. But after hearing her story, I really wanted to help her. So the first thing I could think of was to try a seance. 
seance is when a group of people try to combine their energy to communicate with a spirit. And I've been involved in a couple of seances over the years. If I'm being honest, I'm not really sure if they work. But the seances I went to were to contact people who had passed away long ago. You know, they were part of history. So there was really no way to know for sure who we were communicating with. And I wasn't sure if a seance was even possible for someone who passed away recently. But I knew just the person to talk to. I've had the pleasure of knowing a self-proclaimed spiritualist for many years now. His name is Barry. He owns his own mystic shop in Massachusetts. He sells lots of stones and oils and crystals, stuff like that. And he does quite a bit of spiritual readings and tarot card readings and stuff for people. He's a strange guy, but he's nice. Just a little strange. I first met Barry many years ago while I was working in radio. He would come on the show every now and then to do astrology readings for listeners. And over the years we became friends. He would invite me to his shop to give lectures on ghosts and spirits, and sometimes I'd invite him on paranormal investigations. So when it comes to talking to the dead, I knew he was the guy to call. I picked up Barry and headed to April's house a little after dinner time on a cold Friday night. After an hour or so of April explaining her story again, the three of us went and sat at her dining table for a seance. It was about 8.30 now, and the only light in the room was a lit candle that Barry had brought with him. Now I placed an audio recorder on the table and pressed record, hoping that maybe I could catch some EVPs. And Barry asked April for an item that reminded her of David. So she took off her engagement ring and placed it in the middle of the table. Barry asked us to join hands and to close our eyes. I reached across the table, put my right hand in April's and my left hand in Barry's, and slowly closed my eyes. Barry began to make a strange um sound, sort of like someone meditating. And it all it seemed a little silly to me, but I could feel April's hand trembling. I could tell this was important to her, so I went along with it. Barry continued to make his meditation sounds for several minutes, then took a big, deep breath and whispered, I believe David is with us now. I opened my eyes and Barry began asking David to give us a sign of his presence. Please let us know you're here, David. He said it several times. April is with us. She wants to speak to you but the room was quiet. We continued to hold hands in silence as Barry kept asking for David to communicate. Could you please make a sound to let us know you're here? It almost seemed like Barry's attempts at a seance were failing. Then suddenly, I noticed the room starting to get colder. And I know through my experiences that Sudden temperature changes are a good indication of a spirit trying to manifest. All of a sudden, Barry said, 
Hello, David. Thank you for joining us. Just then, Barry opened his eyes and let go of our hands. Can you feel it? He said, putting his palms flat down on the table. I put my hands on the table to see what he was talking about, and I could feel it too. The table was vibrating just a little bit, but I could feel it. As Barry continued to ask questions to David, I leaned over to take a peek under the table, you know, just to see if Barry was doing something to make the table move. But his hands were on the table and his feet were flat on the floor. It was dark, but I couldn't see anything that would be causing the table to vibrate like this. Barry whispered to us that he was having a hard time hearing David and wasn't sure why. It was as if he couldn't hear the words David was trying to say, like he was too far away or something. So he asked April to try to communicate. At this point, she looked to be in shock just from the table vibrating. Go ahead and tell David what you want to say, he told her. And she kind of froze up. She didn't know what to say or ask. So she just said, I love you and I miss you. Barry then explained that he wasn't sure how much longer he could keep David there. So if she had anything else to say to him to do it now, so April mustered up some strength and asked, Is there anything you want? Is there something I can do for you? And the room remained quiet, except for our breathing. Barry continued to try and keep the communications open with David, but it seemed like it was slipping. I think I'm losing him, he said. And then suddenly... The candle in the middle of the table started to flicker. It was as if there was a breeze going through the room. And the wick had a strange spark glowing on it. It was dancing around. But I couldn't feel any wind or breeze in the room. And then just like that, the flame went out. He's gone. But Barry wasn't ready to give up yet. He had us follow him into the living room, and he reached into his duffel bag and took out a Ouija board. He didn't tell me he was bringing a Ouija board. I'm not a big fan. I've had a few experiences with spirit boards, Ouija boards, and none of them have been that great. There's just something about them I don't trust. He said, I think we might have more luck using this. So Barry placed the board on the living room rug and sat down beside it. April looked at me and she must have seen the concern on my face. So she asked me if she should do it. I wasn't sure what to say. But then Barry, also realizing my reluctance, assured me that he would smudge the house with sage before he leaves. I looked at April and said, if this is something you really want to try, I'll do it with you. So we sat down on the rug in front of the board. Barry relit his candle and placed it near us. 
and he reached into his bag and pulled out the planchette. The planchette is the little heart-shaped device that is used to spell out words and phrases on a Ouija board. But Barry's Ouija board was not one of those ones you buy at a toy store. His was handmade. The wood was much thicker and looked a lot older. And the letters on the board were written in something like out of Lord of the Rings. In the middle of the board had the alphabet split up on two lines. And there was what looked like a hand-drawn sun in one corner and a moon in the other. In the bottom corners, on the left was the word yes, and on the right the word no. I don't know why I was nervous, but this time it was my hands that were shaking. Barry had us both lightly place our fingers on the planchette with him, and he slowly started moving it in small counterclockwise circles. David, would you come into the living room with us? And I just kept staring at the board, waiting for the planchette to spell something out. After a few minutes, Barry asked, Is that you, David? And I could feel the planchette start to glide on the board. It pointed down to the bottom left towards the word yes, and then slid back up to the middle. Do you miss April? Barry asked. And the planchette again slid down to the word yes and back up to the middle. At this point, I could see April tearing up. I had wished he hadn't asked that. And then he took it further. Will you be living in this house with April? And the planchette just kept going in circles. So Barry asked again, Will you be living in this house with April? And suddenly the planchette glided towards the bottom of the board again. But this time, went over to the word no. I shot Barry a dirty look, and he just looked at me innocently, like it wasn't him. And Barry, now being a little more careful with his questions, asked, Please, David, let April know that you are here. And suddenly, the board started to spell something. It pointed to the letter P, then the letter N, then the letter U, then the letter T, and it stopped. Barry looked up confused and said, Peanut? checked in on her the next day and for several days after, and she continued to see signs from David, cardinals and songs and scents. And she told me she was having lots of dreams about it, being with him, too. But sadly, and even more tragically, about three months later, I learned that April, too, had passed away. There was no accident or anything. She just passed away in her sleep. 
I was sad that she was gone, but another part of me was happy, thinking maybe they're together now. And it's very common for soulmates to pass away closely together like that. And I can only hope that the seance and the Ouija board session helped her find the peace she was looking for. The story doesn't end there either. After hearing about April's passing and thinking about our night communicating with David, it dawned on me that I had never listened to the audio from my recording of the seance. So much had happened that I totally forgot about it. And to my surprise, I did capture one EVP as the recorder was sitting on the table. I don't even want to tell you what I think it says. I'm just going to play it and let you decide for yourself. Here it is. My Paranormal Story is written, produced, and narrated by me, Tom Stewart. Music from this episode, courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. If you enjoy my stories and would like to support the podcast, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash myparanormal, or just click on the donate button on my website at myparanormalstory.com. I also have t-shirts and coffee mugs for sale. Unfortunately, Podcasts cost money, and your support helps me keep this podcast running. So thank you for your support. Please don't forget to subscribe so you'll know when I've added new episodes. And feel free to follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for My Paranormal Story. If you have a podcast and you'd like to have me as a guest, or if you'd like to ask me a question or tell me your paranormal story, you can email me at myparanormalstorypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Stewart, and this is my paranormal story.